Pop Shop Podcast Time, Headliner Interview Edition. My name is Chris Payne. I'm a staff writer at Billboard. I'm your host for this week's episode with a British band called Glass Animals. You might know them from songs like Gooey and Black Mambo. They've gotten some radio play. You might have seen them at festivals like Coachella and Bonnaroo. Well, they're pretty interesting dudes. They're really interesting dudes, I should say. And they sat by the Billboard office this month, talked to me about their new sophomore album called How to Be a Human Being. It's a concept album about these weird stories of all these characters they invented themselves based off people they met. And we chatted about some of these characters in addition to stuff like how they worked with Joey Badass in the studio, hip-hop music, how it influences them. Their, their style really is just a mix of all, you could call it psychedelic altogether, but it really is a mix of some hip-hop beats, indie music, electronic music. It's interesting. Should man- mention that their frontman singer, his name's Dave, Dave Bailey, who created all these characters. He took ill just before the podcast. It's kind of a stomach food poisoning thing. It happens. It's happened to me in the city, so understand but unfortunately he couldn't make the episode couldn't make the taping so a little bit of this is me and the three other band members kind of trying to get inside of his head when he was making these characters but i think we held it down found plenty to talk about talked a lot about their travels around the united states and promotion of the album they know more about montana than i know who knew so had a good time with these guys here it is glass animals on pop shop You guys have been doing a lot of touring yourselves lately, some European touring, a lot of U.S., more to come. So how's the tour been going so far? It's been pretty good. I yeah. think how far in are we? A show. Two days. Yep. We're one show in. We played Two in Nashville. Uh, uh, what was it called? The, Ru- the Ryman. Ry- the yeah. Ryman. It's a historic venue. Apparently. Music City. Yeah. yeah. Very, very, very historic. It was nice. Um, how did you feel, Drew? I felt elated. Apparently that's where the, what was that thing called? The old old thing used to play I can't even remember now uh, like some really really famous old country band started there but there are a lot of country bands who started around there yeah it's the it's the country stuff huh Steve Martin was playing the night after us was he? yeah no way playing he's a bluegrass band yeah, yeah. Mm. He's, a, he's a cool cat apparently, but yeah it was fun apparently bluegrass bluegrass was invented there but none of us really know anything about bluegrass not, so. not the biggest <laughs> so it country sounded really cool it's not really a British phenomenon. No, we don't really have it. It's, it a, it's a very American, you know, it's like yeah, American I mean, heritage music. Yeah, it, it, it really is. It is um, um, amongst a couple other genres who could make this claim. It is just like the American music art form going back like very far. Um, but yeah, I think before we go any further, we should uh, first say that Dave... Regrettably, cannot be here. Dave's, yeah. yeah, Dave's not very well right now. I think he ate some bad food. It yeah. happens to him a lot, actually, in New York, doesn't yeah. it? Last he had to time, cancel his show once in New yeah. York. Well, and Twice. he ate those oysters. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he was sick on the plane on the way back. And then he went Always to hospital. in New York. He got, yeah. like, blood poisoning or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's true. I've gotten some nasty food poisoning nearby this office from a very regrettable salad. So it's a real <laughs> thing. New York is... Dangerous. Yeah. New, York's dangerous New, York is, New York is dangerous. So, yeah. uh, He's got a fragile tongue, though, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dave, we're thinking of you, but let's go around so everyone knows who it is who's talking. Let's go around for some introductions. So, 
um, throw out who you name and what you perform in Glass Animals. I'm Joe, and I play the drums. I'm Drew, and I play the uh, keyboard and guitar. I'm Edmund, and I play the bass and the keyboards. So I know you guys are snooping at my my question sheet here before uh, before we start off the show, and maybe it was all just like to fake you guys out. Maybe I'm just gonna go completely off this, but do it. You did you you didn't notice that I wanted to talk a little bit about the lyrics, and you know, Dave not being here, we can't maybe go as much into the details of that. But what about you know playing live? There's some strange lyrics on this album. Some very just specific details, idiosyncrasies of these characters you have in your songs. How do you think this goes over live with people singing them back to you and getting into it? What's that like? Hmm. It's pretty crazy. People started singing us the words from the very first show that we played these songs. Do you remember? Yeah, where was that? Um, Yeah, Raleigh, North Carolina was the first American gig we did. It's an interesting start. It was a great start, actually. It was amazing. It was a brilliant show. It's where the diehards of Glass Animals are in the US. Apparently. That Raleigh-Durham market. Yeah, exactly. It's Um, cool. I mean, it took a while for for that to happen on the last record. It was one of those things that, like, I guess after a while, people started knowing knowing the music. But to have it on the first show of this record was pretty cool. It was definitely a surprise. I was not expecting that to happen. You do kind of notice that the more sort of the stranger the lyric, the more people seem to like relish screaming it at you. Like okay. people love screaming about mayonnaise, <laughs> and they love screaming about being filthy and loving it. That, kind of <laughs> stuff. So that seems to be a trend. Yeah, people pick up on that. As you're saying, like on the about weird details, yeah. they definitely pick up on that. The peanut butter vibes. That lyric is something that a lot of people. Huh. That's one of the louder, the louder shouts in the show. Those okay. kind of things. It's interesting how that happens. I think so those things that people stick stick in people's heads. And you can process that all from your vantage points on stage. What lyrics are the loudest shouts? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You can also see it. I mean, not always hear it, but you can see people the way they react. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it like something that you think is constant from city to city, country to country, or do you think that? certain songs and just certain concerts just like wow that one's really going off there are certain cities where it, where it goes like crazy like Prague on the last run that we did was insane in that respect yeah. Dublin um, I think the Dublin. further off the beaten track that you get the more into it people become the less shy Definitely. people yeah. feel about being able to sort of let go and, and have a good time like the bigger the city the cooler the the crowd as soon as you get into sort of bandit country then people start really having a great time and it also depends on the day of the week the you know sat fridays and saturdays people are generally more drunk and having more fun and if you're playing festivals or like tiny clubs people are kind of it, it it's one of those things i think that really depends on so many different factors but um it is it's kind of fun to see people letting go a bit i think dave helps that he's very active on stage and kind of um it, that kind of lets people feel like they're you know he dances a lot there's a lot of kind of wild stuff going on and i think people see that and then feel like they're allowed to do it too yeah you mentioned possibly bandit country and the crowds who are a little bit more out the, out the beaten path getting more into it do you think that's because they just might not get as much live music and artists coming through yeah possibly I think that might be one of the reasons. 
I think you know in London you get you could go see any band you want any day of the week, and like I don't know if you're in a smaller city and you don't get bands all the time. It's more of an event, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I think also maybe people are just less self-conscious, like in sort of um, you know less typically sort of mainstream places. Like you know, in New York, I get the impression people are quite self-conscious, um, or in London for that matter. Whereas as the further out you get, the more people just kind of go. Bleh. Yeah, where do you think was the most off the grid, out of the way concert you can remember? Missoula, Montana, in America. Oh wow! All right, <laughs> tell me what that was like. It was great. That was really good. It was really fun. Yeah, um, we played in a place called Ithaca. Yeah, yeah. Actually, small college towns are mm-hmm. really, really yeah. wild. They're really great in that respect. Is University of Montana in Missoula? I think yeah. so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was yeah. a really beautiful town. Yeah, in the mountains. Yeah, yeah I bet. It's gorgeous. Yeah. What was the venue like? Uh, it was nice. It was a sort of theatre. Really yeah. nice theatre. Yeah. Yeah. Small, quite small theatre. Really well equipped. Yeah. It was. I mean, it, it was a great place we to play. We had fun. We went fishing. Yeah. Oh wait, you went. Oh yeah. Yeah, I went fishing. <laughs> caught some fish. Caught some trout. That was uh-huh. cool. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a lot of places in America and probably other just cities where you probably never really pictured yourself visiting. There are lots of places we played that I had never heard of until I came here, which like, is pretty cool. Like what? Like Missoula, Montana. Okay. I didn't know what it was until... I'd never heard of the, Boise until we went there. Yeah, Boise, Idaho. Um, there are lots else? of them. Yeah. Ithaca, New York. I mean, I'd never heard of Asheville, North Carolina, although apparently that is actually quite well known. Yeah. Ever do like an Charlotte. Anchorage, Alaska show? That would be, oh, that would that would be awesome. <laughs> Get up yeah, there. One day, I hope. How many states have we done now? We must have done 40. Wow. Lots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're getting there. Yeah, let's drop in some music from the new album and showcase some of these lyrics and this musicianship. Don't want to just talk about the lyrics. So let's uh, let's start off with Life Itself. As you guys noticed, uh, looking at my my sheet here, I want to talk a little bit about the lyric process and might not be able to go into it too in-depth because Dave is not here, but from your vantage points, playing different instruments in the band, how do you see the lyrics, especially on this album? How did they come about? And did you guys maybe just on a song here or there have any input there? Well, we never had any input to the lyrics, I don't think. But I know that the way that Dave tried to approach them on this album... Uh, in comparison to the last one, was that you know he would start with a lyrical idea or a chord or a melody, and then gradually build that into a song rather than in the last album where he started with more kind of production type things, and then that would gradually come to the lyrics afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like a very very sort of like a much more lyrics based process from the start for this album. I know that's true. Yeah, he he sat down and made these kind of character briefs each each song he he wanted to sort of have a fully formed idea of 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 what the song w- was about so he he would he took kind of inspiration from stories that he'd heard and that we'd heard 
on the road and people that he'd met and, and sort of decided to create his own characters based on some of those ideas and also his own experiences. So he, he made these documents that were really detailed, yeah. you know, down to like the, the kind of socks they'd wear and, and what they had for breakfast and um, where they went to drink coffee, how big the living room was. Did they watch TV, favorite films, that kind of stuff, everything about them. And then the music that we sat down to make was a sort of, um, we were trying to sort of represent that character in in a musical way. So it was sort of like a theme song, each song's like a kind of theme, theme song for each of those characters. But as Drew was saying, it was like th- the opposite way around to the way that he approached yeah um the writing from the first record which was done the other way around where he'd make a a beat or something and then try and fit some lyrics like gooey i think the lyrics came after the song yeah and he tried to to use words that kind of fitted with the sound of the music and this time it was like the other exact opposite way around and i think that that like probably has something to do with the fact that this time around even though like the stories and the characters are fictional they did like start with a grounding in like real life they're much more like about real like people that you can imagine like meeting or something like that whereas on the last album it was much more kind of like uh, i don't know fantastical or slightly sort of like imagined things yeah and what do you guys think of all that what do you think about these characters that he created that you guys are playing out there every night i think it's great i like them (laughs) (laughs) who's your fave my fave is uh oh that's a good question let me think about it probably uh the guy in um the guy with the speedo he's the uh, best no strand yeah oh wow really oh wow oh wow uncharted territory oh, wow. <laughs> he's my favorite the guy, the guy with the guy with the the cool little speedo who's got like the cell phone uh-huh. and sunglasses on the, on the cover of the album he's my favorite when we play that yeah. song I, I like pretend to be him that's that's what i do you do a remarkably good job yeah that is what i'm trying to do <laughs> and you guys reacted like uncharted territory is this like something that's i know you're doing i almost just put my foot in it that's why but i, I think yeah. i haven't quite i don't know if we've said to no i don't think are. we should yeah we shouldn't okay so we aren't gonna we aren't gonna don't give away any more about I, that i'm saved myself <laughs> by by being when the secret's <laughs> out well what you guys it seems like i've been doing so far is track by track doing a video going deeper into the characters mm-hmm. and i'm guessing like he's someone later on in the album at least yeah we haven't got to him yet yeah yeah hopefully he's gonna come along at some point he features in Um, in in computer game form does he yeah he does actually he's in the computer game wow yeah but yeah he's not not in real life yet because there's you know the the new app for season two i think he's in that well there is an enormous amount of food outside do you think it's for us no. <laughs> this is our little offsider. This is our post Thanksgiving healthy lunch initiative that HR puts together for the office. Wow. <laughs> cool. It looks delicious. Burrito. Some wraps coming through. Yeah. Healthy lunch <laughs> oh, initiative. Wow. He was not it's like a, it's a trolley afterwards. Trolley of food. Ooh, thank you. Anyway, though, so. Hopefully none of you guys get like what happened to Dave after. Oh, yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> well, we'll know in the next Poison 12 hours probably. Billboard. <laughs> Different but, uh, so what are you saying? So the app uh, for the, it's the, the third video, and yeah. is it the first app for this album, for the season two, episode three yeah. multimedia project? Yeah, we haven't had any other apps, but there have been websites 
Um, so there was a there was a website associated with the first two singles, um, which you can go and check out. Two websites. Yeah. Yeah. A website each. Yeah, website each, and then this oh. third one instead of a website is an app, which is very fun, and you can um, be the season two episode girl, episode three girl, and like run along shooting skateboards at um, astronauts and monsters. And this is the same girl who's eating mayonnaise, yeah, smoking weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how much I'm interested? How much do you know about these detailed character descriptions? A lot. Those so very... you, you had to all be well versed. Yeah, there was a big document. Yeah. that Dave made which had like a, a mood board and yeah as Joe was talking about like a de- very detailed writing about them and who they were and we had to mm-hmm. sc- like when we scripted the when we did the casting for the for the videos we had to go through and like imagine the actors in the character and so they got all the information as well so yeah it was very detailed Dave definitely went to town on the uh and the details. <laughs> I mean, you're picking the people from the outside world to come in and rep the album that you guys spend so much time making, and it is all about these characters, so gotta make it count. It's important. And of all the things that you, that could have been explored on this album, just why do you think it's cool or important to write songs that are portraits of these individuals? I don't think it's important necessarily. It's just it was it was something that we'd all been experiencing, and it was like you know we spent a lot of time meeting these people, mm-hmm. um, and I think probably just in terms of like ease. And like having something really fresh in your mind, but I, I don't think it was like any more or less important than than anything we'd done before. It was just, it just made a lot of sense. Like when Dave came to us with the idea, we'd all kind of been thinking it without having put two and two together. So all it made a lot of sense very quickly. Mm-hmm. We were all on board, um, and I think it made the the music writing process much quicker and more exciting and easier to have an idea like that something to aim at I didn't like I didn't know what it would sound like or look like but I was really excited to see I think we all sort of felt yeah, similarly definitely. and I'm a little bit more familiar with Dave's background and how he was uh, in medical school and studying psychiatry psychology observing people getting these portraits of individuals just from the outside world I can see how this is influencing what's going on in this record but what about you guys did you guys study anything similar that's been imparted onto this record or just tell me just ensure like what you guys studied when you came up to the point what you were doing before glass animals became the big thing in your lives i studied music well we all, we all started glass animals whilst we were at college so university we call it in england so um at the time i was studying music and so was Drew. Yeah. <laughs> we were studying music together. Me and Ed are basically replicas of each other. <laughs> <laughs> we're clones. <laughs> Both tall, dark hair. Studied music. And uh, I didn't really know what I was going to do after that. I always <laughs> thought I might be a teacher or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I studied music, which was always what I wanted to do. and I made a, It was fun, yeah. I think mm. you'd have been a very good teacher. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, God. That would have been I so mean, it would have been terrifying. Yeah, I would have been But scared I think you would have been a very good teacher. <laughs> 
teach me a lot. Oh. And Joe is doing anthropology, which is very relevant to this album. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Very relevant. Yeah. And I did not have very much. <laughs> t- <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't really know what more to say about that. I probably could have put that to better use, probably, if I'd been. Well, well we can work it. with that. What, what, did you have any sort of specialization within anthrop- anthropology? No, the the course I was doing actually was like, it's one of the only courses in England which is like. It's anthropology, full stop. It's not like uh, it's not like um, it doesn't specialize in anything, which is why I wanted to do it. It was like a very broad, very broad, sweeping anthropological course, which was really cool. So we got a bit of everything in it. A bit like Glass Animals's new album. Yeah, exactly. there is. I mean, there is a very <laughs> wow. clear parallel here. This could be holy cow. This could be the part of the press release right here. It's like <laughs> my studies of anthropology came like full circle in inspiring the second batch of songwriting for Glass Animals. <laughs> it's all me, 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 me. I'm responsible. And Drew, what was your background? Yeah, basically, um, music. My two things were composition and analysis of 20th century stuff. So that's what I liked. And I was kind of interested. um, If I hadn't done Glass Animals, I was interested in doing um, research on, like, pedagogical works and what certain composers, like, the types of things that they wrote, what that meant about how they thought human beings learn stuff and how kids learn stuff. Because you have some people who like will write how to play the piano from step one to like really, 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 really hard. Mm-hmm. And if you if you look at that in the right way, I think that could tell you like what that person thinks about how the brain you know works and develops. So that's what I was doing. I don't know if that has any relevance to this at all. But well, you guys are all very conceptual people. It seems like mm. good with concepts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that if that applies to me. <laughs> We're going to chat a little bit more about the influences, but going to drop in a little word from our sponsors here. So you guys have done a lot with hip-hop. It's, it's influenced you. It's no secret. It's been out there. You guys have discussed it before. I'm wondering, you know, you guys did a song with Joey Badass not too long ago. You're into stuff that's happening now. What hip-hop rap music have you guys been enjoying lately? New Tribe Called Quest album. Oh, okay. yeah. That's amazing. That's true. I haven't heard that yet. It's great. We were listening to it in that shoot before. Yeah. Sounded really Sampled cool. Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> huge. <laughs> Massive. Absolutely huge. Did you guys catch the SNL performance? No. no. It's good. It's really good. And Chappelle hosting. Oh, oh wow. Cool. Um, what else happened? We met Questlove, which was pretty incredible. That is a thing. That, that was happened. like a. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty great. Where was that at? Tell me the story of that. We, we were, were playing on Seth Meyers' yeah. TV show, okay. and he 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 lives in the same building, doing his mm-hmm. his studios there, doing and for the 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 other TV show for Fallon. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. The other one. <laughs> anyway, they heard that we really liked the Roots and really liked Questlove, as particularly his drumming on the D'Angelo records and stuff. So mm-hmm. we uh, so they took us down and we met him, and it was really awkward. It was like a proper fan experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was really cool. He like took us into the studio, and they were they were I think they were mixing or they were mixing a live recording of some sort. Showed us his absolutely tiny room where he records which is pretty incredible it was um, very chill and it was really nice and we kind of grinned like little kids yeah <laughs> basically it was wicked yeah it was nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> dreamy 
And do, doing Lose Control with Joey Badass, how did that one come together? Hmm. Um, I, I actually don't know. I think, I think he basically, had someone, some, there was some yeah. sort of storytelling going on. Someone said <laughs> that we liked one of his, his, what was his, what was that EP called? The 1994 or something? 99? 99, there you go. Hmm. Some Sometime in the 90s. <laughs> Um, and uh, and he liked toes apparently. Yeah. That's that that was the word on the street. And then uh, he went met Dave in the studio and they and they um they did made the track a song. In a day, yeah. yeah, here in New York. Well, I think that like Dave was at the studio for like a long time, and Joey Badass only showed up after about eight hours. But then, <laughs> so he was just waiting around, yeah. <laughs> just kind of finishing the finishing the beat, and then he came and just kind of heard that beat and relatively quickly did his verses over the top of it, and there you go. It was done by three in the morning. Or Bob's something. your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Easy. <laughs> just send in Dave. So how did you guys all get into hip hop? Was it a big thing where you guys grew up? Um, I, I wouldn't have said so. Not really. No. Drew's huge hip hop fan. A massive hip hop fan. I was okay. obsessed with Jay Z when I was like twelve, <laughs> and then I didn't listen to hip hop since then. Is that Basically, true? Yeah. I knew I knew true? every Jay Z song when I was about twelve. Hundred <laughs> percent true. I, I'm, wow. I'm not kidding. I did not know that. This is that's an exclusive. <laughs> that's exclusive news. Um, but actually, no. I got back into hip hop probably like about when I was about 20 or so um, and there was cool things happening in the hip-hop world but I wouldn't say that I was like an expert by any stretch of the imagination Ed knows a lot more about hip-hop than I do I don't know if I do <laughs> well okay. you were about to teach music maybe teach you maybe you were studying yeah you'd music. have to come on Ed you'd have to do a module on hip-hop give us, some, give us the, the, the hip-hop history. 101 his so it all started I actually had to make a history of hip hop playlist for someone, yeah, Joe knows which a was lot about terrible. Mm. Like I should not be like <laughs> I should not be in charge <laughs> of telling anybody anything about hip hop. But someone thought it would be a good idea to make me make a history of hip hop playlist. I wasn't even alive. You weren't alive. <laughs> no, no, not when hip hop started. Oh right, sorry. Yeah. You I mean, I was alive when I playlist. made the playlist. I was definitely alive. You were not in the Bronx. I was not. No, I wasn't there. Like, I think there probably were a lot of people who would have been like much better qualified to give a history of hip hop than me. But I tried my best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hip hop's cool. Yeah, but in all seriousness, I can see how in composing the album that influence comes through. Where it's just like there's a lot of strange sounds, a lot of outside instruments you wouldn't really expect to hear too much. Um, and you know the influence of sampling. I'm not sure how much you actually yeah. sampled things on the record, but these like found sounds and outside noises jumping into the mix. Yeah, this is definitely like I guess like a way of writing music, which like you know there's a certain similarity between like making beats for hip hop and that kind of approach I definitely think so but we didn't actually sample that many that much stuff on the album I think there was there's like two samples. there's two samples but a lot of it is I guess like written in a way which sounds like it's been yeah. sampled and that's kind of 
that's an example. I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> you're making the sounds that will eventually get sampled. No, oh, hopefully. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Should have done that Dr. Dre thing where you leave like the beat at the end of the track, just running yeah. for a few bars so that everyone can sample it. Such a good idea. It's also a really cool way to end a song. Or you guys will make your joint album with Linkin Park one day. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Your collision course. That's the, that's the dream. <laughs> yeah, that'll be me. <laughs> yeah, so to, to wrap up, coming up, you guys have a busy next year. You've got you know a lot of dates just around the world. Stuff that at least seems interesting, me glancing at an itinerary like Lollapalooza, Brazil. What are you guys excited for? What's what's Brazil. driving you guys? South America, oh gonna South be the first America. time there. It's gonna be good. And New Zealand. Asia. New Zealand. Yeah, yeah within like Zealand. a lot of Australian dates. Yeah. Auckland. There'll be some shout out. Fun yeah. festivals too, I think. We're going to some very cool places in the next six months. Yeah. That we've never been to ever. Well you have actually, you've been to South America, haven't you? I have been to South America, yeah. yeah. Doing some anthropological investigations. Oh, <laughs> 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 it's a very interdisciplinary project, class animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I was a massive. Line the band's the only small part of it. We're really doing a neuroanthropological. It's a very small part yeah, of a much bigger picture. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all become apparent <laughs> in the next music. Our video. master plan is unfolding. Eventually, we'll all become president of America, like Donald Trump. He's yeah. just blazing a trail. Yeah, for us right now. Completely. He's yeah. shown that you don't need a career in politics no, to become president. That is very, very good for us. Yeah, <laughs> heart, it's heart, heartening. Yeah, very heartening. I, I'm inspired. Personally. Oh God, please. <laughs> so, okay, let's not go there. Anyway, next question. <laughs> no, I was, I was gonna let you keep going with that. <laughs> no, we can't. We can't. We can't. We can't. It'll never stop. Have you? I mean, do you guys get questions thrown at you in interviews ever, just about like Donald Trump, just like? Token questions about American politics. No, well, this we, is the we first avoid them. the first interview we've done, we've done since, he, oh, really? yeah. since he did his thing. And we kind of brought that one on ourselves. <laughs> yeah. so that, that, that was totally my fault. I do not have very much to say. I set the president. Well, Drew had the, the fortune of being able to vote I in the election. Voted, yeah, because yeah, he was born in Virginia. I voted okay. in so Albemarle, Virginia. He swung that state. That was that was a blue that was a blue state. I mean, I mean, I can't assume what what your allegiance was, but the record states that that was a blue state in the it election. Was, it I'm was just glad the last couple of times as well. Yeah, so. I'm very glad that Britain is now no longer 2016's most idiotic country. <laughs> brutal, <laughs> well, <That's> brutal. <laughs> I know there's, there's going to be I know there's going to be a lot of vying on this side for that title in 2017, and yeah, people got to hold on and people got to. Make moves, do things, get out there. That sounds sinister. What are you proposing? Making moves. It doesn't have to be sinister. <laughs> moves can be made for positivity. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Which is, I think, what we need a lot of for America. We do. Positive moves. Forward. Yeah. Let's have some positive moves. Positive moves. Well, thank you guys so much for coming by. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. us. Yeah. That's it. That's the end of the show. If you liked this, search Pop Shop on iTunes. Listen to all the old episodes there. Lately, we've had Chris from Vampire Weekend on the show. Chris Thompson, that is, the drummer. There's two Chris's in Vampire Weekend. Jimmy Eat World, Don Richard, Against the Current. All sorts of dig through. You can subscribe to Pop Shop. Get it every week automatically. There's a couple different episodes within the Pop Shop podcast. I host the headliner interview every Thursday. It's like this one. It's a long-form interview 
with some musician, usually a musician, not always, but someone in the world of music with an interesting story to tell. And that goes along with Keith and Katie's episode of Pop Shop that goes every week. That's the chart talk, sometimes with interviews, news. That's what they do. A couple different episodes going on. So subscribe, get all of it. I hope you enjoy. Uh, I can't speak for them, but this will be my last episode of the year, the last headliner interview, because uh, we run every Thursday, and the next Thursday is right in between Christmas and New Year's, so I'm not going to bother with an episode that week. going to come back fresh next year, 2017. I'm ready. Lots of interesting people I have lined up. I can't really say what it will be yet, but I'm really excited. Some bigger stuff than we've had before on the show, so I'm very excited to bring those to you. So until then, Happy New Year's. I'll catch you all later. Bye-bye.